right. Can you hear me? Yep. We're good. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Everything's fantastic. Of course. We're in our comfy clothes and our PJs. It's because it's Sunday. It is Sunday. We are having a relaxing Sunday. Well, actually, I think you're actually having more of a relaxing Sunday than I had. Yeah, because I don't plan to do stuff on Sundays. Well, I only had one thing planned. And that's why I had a more relaxing Sunday than you. I mean, this is true. But I did bring you coffee, so. That you did, which I appreciate. (laughs) So, uh, are we ready to do this? Yeah. You got everything on your notes? I mean, here's our notes. That's it. Wow. This is going to be a shit show. When is it not? I mean, (laughs) I feel like sometimes we're better prepared. (laughs) Well, you did have a very busy weekend. Yes, I did. I was just kind of tagging along. <laughs> it's been a very busy vanilla weekend. Yeah, just a bit. That actually wears me out more than like lifestyle weekends. That's because it's not fun. Uh, maybe. I think that's why. Because we always have fun when it's lifestyle related. Regardless of how busy and minimal amount of sleep we get. But when it's minimal amount of sleep that we get in a vanilla setting, we are like done. I feel done. <laughs> you look done. You're just like, I... I just can't right now. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of what you feel during the week from work. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It feels like I never stopped working this weekend. Exactly. I really don't feel like you did. Well, that's going to change because right now we are going to do this podcast and it is a labor of love. Yes, it it's is. It's not work. It's not. That's what I tell myself anyway. It's not work. Okay. Well, hopefully everybody loves this episode and let's do it. All right. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. And here we are, episode number 59. Yeah. Look at that. I got that shit right. I think it's because I showed it to you and you saw it. Actually, I didn't even look at it. Oh, okay. I just saw there was only a few words on your notes. <laughs> I was like, fuck. So, episode 59, mm-hmm. we got Swinging Polyamory and Kink and BDSM this week. Yes. Yes. No fun topic. No, we're going we're gonna to skip that, but I do have something planned for next week. Oh. But it will require some rearranging of things um, gotcha. just because I need the space for it to be recorded. Oh my, this sounds interesting. I think it will be. I'm sure it will. Because if, if, if it involves you oh. with nothing on, I mean, that's always I will probably have something on because I did receive Boo. some. Oh. I was not done yet. <laughs> I will have something on because I received new lingerie outfits from VJ's Hotspot. Oh. So I'm going to be wearing one of them. I'm going to sport that. But I know eventually... Leading up to it's that coming off. fun segment. Yeah, it may be coming off. That's so, what I'm fucking talking about. This is why I'm like, I have something planned. I just need the space to be able to make it work. All right. Well, uh, let's get into this. What do you have for us for our swingers? All right. What about hall passes? What's yeah. that? What's that? What's that? Well, I mean, basically, it's kind of like one of the couples is able to go and have fun for the night. So See, they call it a hall pass. It's an interesting uh, idea to me. Elaborate on why you feel like it's interesting. Well, because, I mean, we play separately. Mm-hmm. So there is no quote unquote hall pass needed. You know, it's just, that's part of our dynamic. Mm -hmm. You know, you find someone you like, you can go play. If I find someone I like, I can go play. Mm -hmm. It's not a, oh, pretty please. You know, you can't play to, you know, this weekend. So let me go play. Yeah. I mean. Like, I kind of feel like when it comes to quote unquote hall passes, that they're almost like. You're trying to say it's okay when really you weren't feeling like it was okay. So I kind of feel like it's not ethical. Like it is because obviously you've, you know, talked to your partner about it. But I feel like 
it shouldn't even be a thing. Like, I feel like when you say, oh, I have a hall pass, that to me is like a red flag. Oh, 100%. Like, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> comes up to me and says, oh, I have a hall pass. Yeah, I'm like, that's going to start drama. That's yeah, what I feel. I'm, I'm not about that. Right. Like, if, it's totally different if, someone, if somebody approaches me and says, hey, my partner and I play separately. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and like, say the partner's not there. Like, I will believe that person 100% more if they say, I'm a solo playing person. I, I agree 100%. Because Compared to someone that comes up and says, oh, I have a hall pass this weekend. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like you can't really trust that. Because like, all right, if this is what you're calling it, that you're able to go play by yourself for the weekend, and they're calling it a hall pass, like... Does your partner really know? Do you actually have this partner in the lifestyle with you? Like, I, there's a lot of questions that get thrown up in the air when I hear hall pass. And I'm going to, you know, throw this out there. And I know I'm going to catch some hate for it. But well, you, you love to, to me, the term hall pass in an adult lifestyle is super childish. Well, I feel like it kind of goes back to. Like what I what I had just said. Well, that, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's super childish yeah. that you have to have this term mm -hmm. that says, "Hey, this one time I can play separately." Right. Like, like what if they broke it down to how many hall passes you get in a year? Like, I mean, oh. there there are couples that do shit like that, and it's fucking weird to me. That is, I agree. I think that's really weird. I mean, you like, either play separate or you do not. Right. I yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, like you had said, if someone came up to you and say, oh, I have a hall pass, does that really make you want to play? Not at all. Because to me, like, I agree. Like, I would feel very off put by that because I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, it's a little bit different when it comes to us ladies, just because most of the guys are like, go for it. You want your girl time? Go. But if I wanted to play with a guy, I'm worried about that other female because I want her to know what's going on. So if you do have this hall pass, like... Yeah. Am I supposed to text her and be like, hey, your man just came up to me. And how many times have we heard about people, you know, using this line, mm -hmm. come to find out that this person is like a serial cheater and uses this all the time. Right. You know, oh, I have a hall pass. It's, it's definitely a very unnerving uh, term. And I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Me either. Either, you know, you play separate all the time, mm -hmm. or it's a large part of your dynamic. Yeah. You know, I mean, like us, we will play together, mm -hmm. you know, and there's times that we really enjoy that. But because it's so difficult to find that, we are okay with playing separately. Right. You know, and it's out there for the world. I was like, just going to say, like, we make that very known that we are able to play separate. Right. Um, you know, when we join groups and we are on websites, they get always is the first thing that we say is that we are a couple, obviously, but we play separately and we are okay with that. And, you know, obviously we, we've talked about it on the last episode of having, you know, some form of a hey, I'm going to go play, you know, right. okay, cool. At least because that way we can keep, if but we're in the event at the same but time. But it's not a permission thing. No, it's And a I feel like feature. with a hall pass, that person needs permission. Yeah. Because to me, if you have a hall pass, that means there has to be some criteria right. being met mm -hmm. to achieve that hall pass. Right. So, you know, it, it could be a couple things. Like maybe one partner can't be at an event. Mm -hmm. So they have a hall pass for the weekend or whatever. Or it could be something where, you know, if, say, a woman finds me and wants to use her hall pass. Mm -hmm. But it's because, you know, I check off these certain boxes. Well, you know, in, in a way that's like fetishizing. Kinda, you know, yeah. kind of like the women that do the, the BBC thing. Yeah. Like they, f they're focused on one particular, right. they fetishize something. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's kind of a turnoff. Right. Because you're, you're basically fitting into their agenda of what they're aiming for, for that night and what's accepted as far as their permission. Exactly. So, you know, the husband or the boyfriend or whatever 
has to be like, okay, if you find a guy that checks off these boxes, mm -hmm. then you have that you hall can, pass to you use. You can use the hall pass. Yeah. But what if I only check off three out of four? Right. You know, like, and she still wants to proceed. And then it becomes this big, huge issue with the husband or whatever. Right. Because I didn't check off all the boxes. Right. And like, then you've got that. all that drama that could potentially occur because, you know, say we're all in the same group. He finds out who exactly you work. She says, oh, you know, he's in the group. And then all of a sudden you're dealing with this whole banter because he's losing his shit. Right. And I don't want to deal with drama. No, it's not. It's not a place for it. So, you know, it's supposed to be fun. If a woman says I have a hall pass, I will most likely be like, that's wonderful. I hope you enjoy using it. You, you, know? you can keep that whole pass and moving yeah. on to the next. Yeah, because I'm not there for it. Yeah. Like I said, it's very, it's just, it's unsettling um, because it doesn't really give you that, I don't want to use the word closure, but just that knowledge of, okay, everybody's on the same page. This is okay. This is how you play. Yeah, I mean... Like, uh, honestly, the first time I saw it on Facebook in one of these lifestyle groups, because honestly, I'd never heard it in the lifestyle. I haven't either till recently. Until being in some of these Facebook groups. Yeah. Um, when I first thought of Hall Pass, mm -hmm. I think vanilla monogamous couples mm -hmm. that jokingly, you know, in their relationship are like, Oh, if you ever meet Jason Momoa, you can have a hall pass. Uh, or like if you ever meet, you know, Hillary Duff, you can have a hall pass. Okay. <laughs> because they know it's never going to happen. Right. You know, it's just one of those like little fantasy things. Right. Right. Kind of like get your rocks off with that. Yeah. Like in the swing lifestyle or hot wife or, you know, open relationship or whatever. That's not a thing. Like no. you're literally in this to fuck other people. Mm -hmm. So That's kind of the point. <laughs> like, why have this special term and this special circumstance mm -hmm. where you can change your dynamic for a night? Yeah, right. It is basically like changing your dynamic. Yeah, I for mean, just that you know that one night or that event that you're going yeah, because to. it's all like you only ever see it from same room couples. Yes. You're like, oh, you know. I got a hall pass for the evening. Yeah. But yet you know that they only play together. Mm -hmm. So that that right there alone says you're going to be drama. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. If you only play same room mm -hmm. and you are allowed to go play separately for one night. That's going to cause a lot of problems. Right there is there. a 99.9% .9 chance that either there's going to be drama for you as the couple, you know, as a in person. between you and that person. Yeah. Or there's going to be drama between everyone involved. Yeah. And I'm not there for drama. No. It really does. It does really kind of scream that it's a, a drama waiting to just unfold. And it's not something that... I mean, well, it's easily preventable <laughs> because you just don't say, hey, I have a hall pass. It's simple as. Right. You just wait another weekend. Right. Where you can play with your spouse or whatever. Right. Or, you know, you know if it's, you know, say they are able to do kind of their own thing, but they have to be at the event together for that to occur. Then you wait for that. Yeah. You don't just be like, well, I can go to the event, but, you know, my wife or my husband can't. So this is where the hall pass comes in. No. That. Yeah. Or work on, you know. Building up to becoming building a solo piling. Exactly. Like, build up to that level, you know, of trust and communication with your partner to where mm -hmm. you can play separately and it's totally fine. And I feel like ultimately that's where a lot of the relationships that are in swinging will eventually get to. And I feel like they will do really, they'll get stronger in that because, your communication has to be top notch with each other. You're going to be going through difficult situations throughout that journey of getting to that point, but that kind of solidifies everything between you and your partner and what you're seeking out of the lifestyle. So if you can, you know, keep pushing little bit by little bit to get to that point, 
I mean, it obviously it's not always going to be the cup of tea for everybody, but I feel like say you've been in it for as long as me and you, you know, yes, we started out really small. You know, we just did with a female, single female who was bisexual. And that's what we played with because I wasn't interested in guys. And then I started having more interest in them and, you know, still actually both. And now here we are eight and a half years in and we do solo play. So I can go with a man, a man or a woman. You can find yourself a hot lady and we are perfectly happy. And then we debrief at the end of each night. Yeah. And I think you'll see more of the more active people in the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that will eventually go towards separate play. The ones that only play every couple months or whatever will probably never get there. Yeah, because there's not Even enough exposure. Even if they're exposure. in it for 25 years. Mm-hmm. That makes if, sense. If they only play, you know, once every couple months or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, they don't have the experience to actually, you know, build that trust between each other. Yeah, there's a, there's not enough exposure to different elements that you can come across in a lifestyle that would encourage it to grow from there. Right. And because they only play, you know, very little, mm-hmm. they're able to set those, you know, four-way swaps up. Yeah. You know, because it's not like they're trying to go to all these different events and do all the shit, you know, mm-hmm. where you could have six strikeouts before you find a couple that wants to play. Right. You know, where like for us, we go to a lot of events and stuff. So for us to actually play, we found out, well, shit. If we want to play, we're going to have to do it separately because mm-hmm. finding two other people who want to play with both of us at the same time is like nearly impossible. Yeah, it's almost impossible. So we said, I trust you. You trust me. Mm-hmm. Go have a good time. <laughs> we'll see you later. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, and that's basically what it comes down to for most people, mm-hmm. you know, that are active in the lifestyle that have been in it for a while. They just get tired of the bullshit you know, from one dynamic and they're like, yeah, we're going to change it up and do something different now. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that's not a bad thing for that to happen. No, it's, I mean, it's growth. Honestly, it should happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be like that specifically, Mm -hmm. but you should be growing in your relationship with your swinging partner. Yeah. And I feel like the people that are in the swinging lifestyle, the ones that are no drama, they have really good time when they go to these events. They make really good connections with others are the ones that have the strongest relationship outside of the lifestyle. I will agree with that because most of our closest friends are like that. Yeah. You know, and lo and behold, they all play separately. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things where like you kind of find your niche. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about right. That's what you you run with. Mm-hmm. So the hall pass thing. I mean, like I I know it's popular with with new people and and some of the older crowd. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there are people that don't participate in the lifestyle a whole lot, right? And that's kind of why they use these childish you know terms and situations. And I I will say this. I feel like when you do use that term that those people need to be aware that you may not get a whole lot of feedback as far as people being interested in taking you up on that offer because of everything we've gone over. It depends. I mean, if a man approaches a woman and says, I have a hall pass, they're probably not going to get any attention. Now, if a female, an attractive female says, I have a hall pass, she'll always get attention. Because most men and women don't care if there's drama to follow as long as they get a hot piece of ass. Mm, I guess you have a point there. You know, where I'm a little different in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I don't care how hot you are. The drama it's or the potential that. drama is not worth your pussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Fair enough. I have a phenomenal pussy right here with you. Mm. I don't need drama that's attached to that pussy that you that you, that you don't belong to. Yeah, like no <laughs> thank you. You can keep that shit. <laughs> so, all right, I think that wraps up the hall pass. I think so. Um I'd actually like to try to keep this at an hour 
to keep our listeners happy because Yay. they probably get pissed that all our shows are like an hour and 15 minutes. All right, well, let's try for it. We can try, goddammit. <laughs> all right. So the next one is kind of interesting because we, we've touched base on this a little bit before, and it was along the lines of finding Polly in the wild. And for me, this is something that ne- actually doesn't really happen very often because I don't really put myself in situations like this in the wild. But um, I've kind of found myself <laughs> flirting in the wild with somebody. And it has... Um, you flirted I, in the wild? I have. I didn't, I, really, I didn't really realize that I was at first just because the nature between me and this person was just very like general and it just kind of flowed. There wasn't any like weirdness or like awkwardness or anything like that. So I really didn't think anything of it. And so like it became a, a pattern of, I was like, Oh, I kind of like enjoy this time that I get to see this person. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I mean, like you really didn't notice it until this past Friday when you when he approached you because he thought he got you in trouble at work. Yes. So that's where this whole segment is coming from. Yes. Because you were basically just in La La Land, you know, yeah, like, like you I enjoyed was... seeing him when he would come into work and stuff. And Yeah, and I wasn't really thinking much of it other than, you know, he was somebody that I enjoyed having conversation with. And, you know, we never made anything, like there was no, like, the flirting that we did was not uh, over the top as far as like being, you know, well, I mean, we're at work, so it's not like he was being dirty or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just like bubbly conversation, which kind of fell along the lines of being flirty with each other. And like we would have eye glances and, you know, he would smile at me or whatever and we would help each other out when I needed it. And like, I, again, I really wasn't thinking much of it until this past Friday. And then I was like, oh, and then he had even said, well, I had brought up saying, you know, that, you know, I guess it's seen that, you know, that we're flirting. And he was like, well, we kind of are. And I was like, oh, damn. So he kind of feels like we we are flirting. And I was just in my la la land. Yeah. I mean, like you've mentioned this guy to me, you know, for the past couple, like at least past month or so. Mm hmm. And, like, you talk about them a lot. Like, you may not realize it, but... And I didn't realize. But it's almost every day his name gets brought up because of something you guys have talked about or Mm. he does this or, you know, whatever. Right. And when we were talking about it on Friday, you, you, you were like, well, you know, I don't think, like, I ever really realized that it was, like, flirting, flirting. And I don't think he you know, is being super serious about it. It's just like a, you know, like a flirty work thing. Yeah, that's really how I kind of felt that it was. But being a man, you know, and having been in these situations, like, I 100% think that if you were to tell him, like, hey, meet me here at this time, like, we're going to fuck, he'd be like, okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would never be able to look at him ever again. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, we don't flirt with women. We don't want to fuck. Gotcha. I mean, mean, obviously, that's an obvious thing, because why would you flirt with just someone you weren't really either physically attracted to or had any kind of connection with? And the same thing goes for you, Mm -hmm. because I know you very well. Well, of course you do. You would not flirt with somebody you wouldn't fuck. This is true because, like, I get hit on, hit on a lot and picked up many, many times at work um, for asking if I'm married, if, if they can have my number, um, why I'm not wifed up or anything like that because, you know, I'm not always wearing my ring because it gets in the way and it gets banged up on stuff, so I don't always wear it. And I normally just kind of politely turn them down. Or I might feed in a little bit depending on how they came towards me about it mm-hmm. just to, you know, ease them down gently. Right. But this guy, no. you 
<laughs> you just run with the ball. Like, yeah. he, he gave you the ball and you just ran with it. Yeah. You know, there was no like, I don't know about this. Right. So, you know, and now while we both agree that he is probably not in the E&M. Yeah, I definitely, I would, I would bet money and I would be shocked. I'm not going to lie. I would be shocked if I was wrong. Yeah. But we had the conversation of, well, what if he came to you and said, hey, like my wife and I are also E&M. Like, what would you do? Because, like we've talked about on past episodes, mm-hmm. like, while you don't necessarily want to turn down the idea of a boyfriend, right? logistically, you know it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. And that's kind of like what's in the back of my head if that scenario were to come about, if, you know, he'd be like, hey, so I know we've been, you know, it's official. Like, yes, I'm aware we've been flirting. And, you know, my wife or my girlfriend and I were in E&M together and I talked to her about it or whatever. She'd, you know, like to meet you and, you know, she would be okay then for us to maybe go on a date. Like, I would be interested in maybe like going on a date, but like, I, I'm not sure about how it would work logistically going further from there because of what we've talked about as far as, you know, the timing of, you know, spending time with him versus spending time with you. And then, Okay, so just real quick, because I'm sure the listeners are curious about this. Mm-hmm. Would you fuck on the first date? No. No? No. So you're just going to go on a vanilla date? I mean... Yes, we would go on a vanilla date, but I would want to at least kiss the person because I'd want to know, like, because that kind of says a lot to me. Like, if if we kiss and I feel nothing, and that'll just end it. So then I'm not going to feel the same way, and it would just either stay the way things are or it might totally kill it depending on how that connection was lacking. Not going to lie, I'm a little surprised by that answer. I'm older now. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> But because I know you have reservations about the whole, like, full-on relationship, mm-hmm. like, I feel like if you got the opportunity to go out on a date, you mm-hmm. know they're E&M, like, I feel like you would want to at least just, like, take one ride. <laughs> and, I don't... Like, just be like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> like, I, I got a trophy for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, like, obviously, if you kissed them... And there was nothing, then obviously that wouldn't happen. But right, like right. when you kiss him and you're like, yeah, okay, I really like this guy. Like I feel like if given the right situation on that date night, mm-hmm. like you would totally fuck him. Maybe the next time, but I don't think the first time. I don't think it would be the next time. Well, I would want to get to the se- a second date. So that's why I'm feeling like it maybe happy only like the second date. But you just said the long-term like relationship thing I know, then wouldn't really be a thing. There's that then because, you know, like I would like going on these dates, but in the back of my mind, I would be like, well, we can't just keep going on dates and not go any further. And, you know, you can't just live on doing just that. So like to try to make it work where, you know, the time matches up for you and for him and then for us to be able to, have sex and for me and you to have sex, like the timing would just be definitely difficult. And then over time, if we were to be in a, like a relationship, if that's how it could become a something like we've talked about always wearing condoms and I would want to keep that up, but eventually I'm sure. And talking to you about this because you're a guy and we've also been together for, you know, how long, the guy's probably not going to want to use a condom forever. And I'll probably get fed up with that too. Right, because you hate condoms. Right. So what am I going to do if I was in a relationship with somebody and, you know, we're together for a year, still using condoms, but eventually that becomes a problem. I And then that kind of makes me go, well, that would make it really difficult in just overall to let a relationship develop knowing that eventually that could be a problem that will end the relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a deterrent for me to... Because you know, I mean, 
you know it, it, it'll be a problem. Yeah, I mean, I do. There's no. It's a. It's more of a matter of when it becomes the problem. Right, and I think a year is even stretching it. It might be. It it could be more like three months, and then it's like well, yeah, okay, we can't do this no more. Like I know for you, if you had a boyfriend and he was close and you were able to have sex, say even two times a week, right? Within within three months, you'd be sick of using a condom. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of on the back of my mind of like, okay, because I have another primary relationship and this is what we've discussed about doing, but I'm feeling this way. Like it's always going to be the back of my head of we need to be using condoms, but yeah, I agree. Eventually you're going to get sick of that, but then we'll, you know, there's no real work around it. So it kind of, like I said, it kind of deters me from allowing a relationship to develop when I know it's just going to inevitably end because there's something right there that I cannot really change. I think it would be different if me and you were on a different path from the very get-go and we did more of a male-female-male poly dynamic. Where, like, I basically had two boyfriends in the same house. But that's not even something that I've thought about. But I think in this kind of scenario, it would be the only way that I could actually have a boyfriend if that were to become a thing. Well, and, like, even at that, like, the guy would literally have to become, like, my best friend. Yes, yes, exactly. He would have to be your best friend. Because, you know, I, I have a thing with other dudes nutting inside someone that I'm having sex with. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't matter if it's you or like a play partner and their own partner. Right. Because you have that same issue when it comes to swinging. Like you're not going to want to fuck somebody who just got done fucking even their own partner. And you know, he came in her and then all of a sudden, you know, two hours later, she wants to play with you. You're going to be like, you know, even if you played with her before. Yeah, absolutely not. It's just, that's, it's just not going to be a thing for you. You know, but I'm also respectful when it comes to you and I, when we swing, like mm-hmm. I don't come in you in the days leading up to, nope. or while we are at an event. Nope. You do not. Because I know how it freaks me out. Right. And that's actually something that's kind of, I think, I, I mean, I haven't really talked to any other guys as much as far as like asking like, hey, when you play with your woman, when you're at these events, do you like plan where you're going to come on her or in her or whatever? Do you think about other people that want to play with her? I mean, but I it imagine, is nice that you think that way. I imagine most couples just have sex like normal. That's because not many people think about it. <laughs> I know. Did you just see? I wish you all could see my face because it just went. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I never really. I never really thought about it because that's not what we do. Like well, we're very much. Though, there's a ton of men in the swing lifestyle who enjoy, you know, when their wife comes home. Smelling like another man yeah. and having a different load in her yeah. because there's that whole pheromone that's yeah, different. Like we hear about it all the time. Yeah. Like and they, they, they it's something they that love they love it. it. Yeah. So for, I think a lot of couples, when they go to these events, it's not even a thought that crosses their mind. Like, oh, I shouldn't nut in you. Right. Because you might be playing. Right. They're just going to do their normal because it's their person. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't do that because for the other guys like me out there right. <laughs> that yeah. may want to play with you and, you know, don't want my huge load still inside you. Well, because there's the thing too. And I know we're, we're kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but when you come in somebody it depends on that person's body how quickly it is absorbed and falls out. And how much the guy comes. Right. Because, like, if you're with somebody like me, uh, there's a good chance you're like, going to be will, leaking for 24 hours. Yeah. Like, I will still feel it within, like, 12 hours. Like, I will. That's usually when I start feeling it coming out is around 12 hours. So, that's a long-ass time. And if you were at an event... And you played, like, you don't have time for it to come out. And I'm sorry, there's no way to get it out. You're not going to douche to do that because, one, girls, you're going to ruin your pH and you're going to ruin your hoo-ha. Don't do that. Um, but 
you just have to kind of think about those little things because I mean, you're doing it all the time. So you're not really realizing it, but you know, you pee, it comes out some more and you're just like, Oh, and then you realize it's been like 12 plus hours since you just had sex with your partner and it's still there. Yeah. And there's been times where I've had really big loads and it's literally two days. Yeah. And yeah. I'll be like checking. Cause I was like, this doesn't feel like me. And then I'm like, Oh shit. Cause it's not. Yeah. You know, so like I try to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of other guys don't. No, they really, I really don't think that it is a thing. You know, and that's like for me when I'm at an event and I play with a woman. <laughs> You're thinking about this. It's literally in the front of my brain. Oh God. Like when I go down on a woman, <laughs> I'm like, if I even get a hint oh, God. <laughs> of like semen, yeah, I'm ready to throw up. Mm. Yeah, don't do that. I know. At least it, don't do it like on the vagina. I, just, but that's just, what freaks me out because like you get down there and, and right. you take that first whiff, you know, and you're like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, thankfully it hasn't happened to me yet. Right. But I know if it does, I will literally throw up. Yeah. I mean, there it, it's definitely a different smell. Like all of us ladies have different smells. Yes. But, but you know, when somebody nutted inside a vagina. Yes. I, I feel like that does not change in smell. I mean, I've, slightly, but it's not a vagina smell. Right. It's not a vagina smell. So, you know, be like, that doesn't belong there. Yeah. Like <laughs> all semen has somewhat of a similar smell. Yes. Yes. So when it's mixed with vagina juice, mm -hmm. it has a very distinct smell. It does. I mean, basically what it is, is you fucked on a bed. You left the room, came back in. It still smells like sex because yeah. that's what it is. It's the combination of the two liquids. Yeah. So and it's just permeating the air. So what is it doing inside the vagina? It's doing the same damn thing, just marinating in there. Right. And, and that's the big hang up with you having a boyfriend. Yeah. For us. It is. You know, and like, it doesn't, it doesn't upset me it, because like we've talked about before, like I'm not searching for a boyfriend. I'm not opposed to one either. But at the same time, I know that there is this hang up with it that makes it where I'm like, I enjoy flirting. And if I get along with the person enough that I can flirt with them and still have fun doing it, I'm okay with it not going any further than that. Yeah. I mean, like, there's probably people out there like, oh, what an asshole, you know, he's right, stopping sure. you from having a boyfriend. And it's not that like, if you were happy with a guy, I'd be happy for you. Yeah. But they're going to have to use a condom every single time they fuck you. Like yeah. that's just all there is to it. Right. And to find a guy that's going to be okay with that for X amount of time is pretty much slim to none. Yeah. I don't do fluid bonding with another female. Yeah. Like, or, you know, like with you. Right. With another, with man. another man. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not. The only time that, that we do that is if it's me and you having the same girlfriend right. and we've been together for a good couple of months and then that will, well, not even months, but amount of time where we've committed to each other, then it'll, that will occur. Yeah. And I mean, like for the women that we date, if they told me, you know, I want you to wear a condom, like I would, mm -hmm. but they're usually the ones that are like, when can we not wear condoms? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does feel a lot better without, I mean, yeah. well, and we've been kind of lucky where most of the women that we've dated have a thing for big loads <laughs> so they they do yeah and as soon as they find out that i do have big loads they're, they're like, like oh my god get rid of that fucking condom <laughs> yeah yeah because they were like i want to see it yeah so like we've been lucky there but if that was their preference mm -hmm. i would abide by it but i know not every guy is like me no they're definitely you're a very rare little thing over there <laughs> and you know like i just know no matter who it is that you decide, you know, that you would want to be their girlfriend, mm -hmm. they are going to be pushing for no condoms. Oh yeah. Like instantly. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be something that would come up within the first week or two of like quote unquote dating. Oh yeah. Like the first time you guys fuck three or four times, yeah, they're going to be like, Oh, I don't have any, but it's okay. You know, and I'm not going to lie. I have one in my purse, so I'm always prepared. Right. But like we talked about, several times on this show when you're in the heat of the moment and you're really turned on mm -hmm. your brain literally doesn't function it doesn't so like i know a hundred percent that 
you would eventually fuck without a condom. I can't say that it would not happen, but at the same time, like I know what we've talked about and like our dynamic. So it'd be like, I feel like I'd have to like break it down to be like, okay, if we do this, you have to pull out and you can just shoot it on my stomach. It's fine. But I know then, then you just like, you're just prolonging it to the point of, okay, when can I just come in you? Well, to me, it doesn't matter because there's always pre-cum. So, so you would still smell like, yeah, like not, not coming in you that time would still be just as bad as if he just emptied his load in you. Mm. So that's why for me, it's condoms always. That makes sense. I didn't really think about having the pre-cum, well, but yeah, it, it does happen. It's there. Well, yeah. I mean, like for me, if we fuck for more than like 20, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. like I have a ton of pre-cum because I'm holding myself back from coming. Right. So it's got to come out somewhere. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's just it's like, just like a buildup. Yeah. I mean, like I could probably fill up a, uh, like a medicine cap, you know, that you take to use your medicine. Mm-hmm. I could fill one of those up with pre-cum if we fuck for 20 or 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Before I ever even come. Oh. So if there's, you know, other guys that are like that, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are on guys that have a lot of pre-cum. Right. But, I mean, I'm going to know, mm-hmm. you know, like if you come home and you didn't use a condom, I'm going to know. Right. Right. So there's no hiding it. So that, I mean, and that's the thing, like I don't, I'm not going to hide anything from you anyway. That's not how our relationship is. We're very open with each other so like i would be in a very tough situation there but i mean you you are right and you have a point that when i get caught up in a moment of you know enjoyment i don't always think logically yeah and that's kind of like my biggest fear with you having a boyfriend Mm -hmm. is and also i also give in to a lot of like how i'm going to call it peer pressure but I don't, right, because you're submissive, and, yeah. and you only go after guys that are more dominant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once you form that connection with them, you automatically start becoming submissive mm-hmm. in the relationship. All right. So, you know, it'd be much easier for them to be like, uh, you know, we don't have any condoms, but, you know, oh, I want you so much, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. they'd be saying all the right things and doing all the right things. And you'd be like fuck it. I don't care. Just put your dick in me. (laughs) And that's how it would go. I mean, I mean, you kind of like played it all out there. I mean, I've seen it happen, like not with somebody else, but like we've done that. Yeah. I mean, that's basically how we started not using condoms. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) Except I didn't push for it. You did. Yeah, you're right. I did. Because, I, was, I was a bad girl. Well, yeah. I mean, because like growing up, I always used condoms. Yeah. For a long time, even with long-term partners. Like it'd be like five, six months and we were still using condoms. Wow. Yeah, it was definitely a lot less time before I stopped. Well, I didn't want to get anybody pregnant. That was my biggest thing. I didn't trust people, you know, when they say, oh, I'm on birth control, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's great. You miss a pill. Right, you're screwed. I'm, I'm a daddy. Right. I mean, I think the only reason that I was so lenient and not like, oh, I need to have it, was because I was so neurotic with taking my medication that, like, I I even knew if I have an antibiotic, we have to use something because I don't trust the doctors telling me, oh, you're fine, because we already knew that antibiotics can be canceled Yeah, and I mean, like, when it came to me and you, though, even though it was only a couple weeks into us dating, Mm -hmm. and you were like, yeah, we're not using condoms anymore. Like, just fuck me now. <laughs> yeah. I was okay with the risk because at that point I had already known that I'd be okay with having a kid with you. Oh, I mean, you wanted my, my little bit of psycho crazy. You're like, I can handle this bitch. It's yeah, fine. I mean, but I knew at that yeah. point. So I was like, well, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's one of those things though. Like now I was on birth control, but now I'm not. So that also is something that's in the back of my head. Now, granted, I do have a surgery planned, but 
I still don't feel like that's going to be 100% proof, even though they're like, no, you're good. I don't know about that. So that's still going to be in the back of my mind because like I've been on birth control for 16 years and I know for a fact it worked because guess what? I didn't get pregnant until I stopped taking the medication. I mean, once you get your tubes tied, like you'll be fine. But but I have to get my brain to realize that. Yeah, I mean. And that will take some time. It's the same thing as vasectomies. You know, and I still was not. They're, they're 99.8% effective. And then I just like last week be like, are you sure that it definitely worked? Because like I'm feeling something that should not be feeling that way. <laughs> because I had been off my birth control for two weeks. And I was like, the last time we did this, I got pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's obviously a risk. Yeah. But, you know, if you weren't with me and you were with another guy you wouldn't last two, three weeks without a condom. Yeah. So like, that's my biggest fear is that, cause then that's going to drastically affect our sex life. Right. Because if you have sex with another guy without a condom, like I'm not touching you for minimum like three days. Yeah. And we've already had that discussion. where like, we don't do well if me and you can't have sex. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't want to live off of getting head. No, I mean, like, I know you enjoy head yeah. and I don't mind giving you head, but a lot of times I just want to ride your cock and I really don't want to wait four days because by that point I hate the fucking world. Well, and plus by that point, you're probably seeing the boyfriend again. Right. So it's like, I'm never going to get fucked again. Right. Which is where that whole trying to find the time for this to work makes it really hard because, you know, you want it to be fair for the boyfriend and you want it to be fair for your husband. And to find the two, I really feel like the only way that that would work is if he was your best friend. Right. Or you guys became best friends and we all lived in the same house. Yeah. That would be the only way it could work. I mean, even if we didn't live in the same house, but like. You guys were still like bros. If we were literally best friends. Yeah. But that takes years. Right. I mean, and it's not like I'm going to start hanging out with them and six months later I'll be like, yeah, dude, nut in her. I don't care. Yeah, no. Like that would be a very, very rare thing if that even did occur in that amount of time. Yeah. I mean, so it's just one of those things where. <clears throat> because of uh, my neuroses yeah, that it kind of puts a limit on you unintentionally. In, in the case of like finding a boyfriend. Yeah. But it has kind of opened my eyes though about finding a girlfriend because it is so easy for a guy to come into my life because they're the ones making the moves where I trying to find a girlfriend, I have to be the one making the moves. And I'm I'm also not in an area where it's easy easily done. Right. So that has kind of dampered that aspect for me besides literally trying to find something online. Yeah, and I mean like we've talked about many times if you meet somebody and they just want you, I'm a okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like Right, as like much this, as we would, because we have something separate. As much as we would love to share a girlfriend, mm -hmm. you know, if they're not into that, but you like her, yeah, I don't care if you date her separately. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as you're happy, right? And it would be the same way with a guy, but it would have to be, you know, condoms always used. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's just, and and that's just what works for you for me to be able to have that with a guy but we just know how limited that time would be for that relationship if it did occur yeah i mean it would literally probably only last a couple months at best yeah and you then know. where i'm seeing is like is it worth it like i'm sure it'd be fun but but at that point you might as well just have an open relationship and just have like a friends with benefits or something yeah you know, because then, you know, you have to wear a condom because yeah. you're not going to see each other all the time and it, they could go with, right. with whoever too. Right. If they're fucking other people, then they, we, we both have to wear condoms. Yeah. So, well, he would have to wear condom. Yeah. I'm not doing the whole diaphragm thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've watched the video and I'm like, nah, that looks complicated. This is why I didn't do the Nuva ring. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> like, I'm glad that you find these connections out in the wild and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would do my best to support you if you said, like, hey, I want to give this guy a shot as far as a relationship goes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
he's going to wear a condom right. 100% of the time, always mm-hmm. and forever. Like, that's just... The only way. The only way it's going to happen. Right. And, you know, if you come and tell me, you know, hey, he's kind of getting a little, you know, like pushy with the no condom thing, or I'm really not liking the condom thing, mm-hmm. then as shitty as it sounds, I would probably tell you, well, you're going to have to make a choice. Yeah. You know, me or him. <laughs> yeah. Because... You're not going to change your view. Yeah. And we've already known it prior to even me finding something. So. Right. So, I mean, as shitty as that is, that's just the way it would be. Yeah. So, I understand your reservations about having a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. You know, I apologize if that creates an issue for you. But. I mean, like I said, it it's an understandable thing because we've already talked about it. And I enjoy at least the flirting aspect. And I really don't feel this strong desire for another guy in my life. I like the attention that I get, but I don't need, or I'm not feeling that huge pull for, uh, the, you know, actual sexual encounter to occur. Right. Yeah. Cause you're, you're definitely not the hot wife type. No. Like, you know, the one that, that wants to go out and bang different dudes all the time nope not me <laughs> and it makes me nervous and like i don't know about that yeah i mean like i'm sure there's there's somewhere you're like yes let's make that happen but you don't go out of your way no to find them definitely don't yeah so all right we got a couple minutes left to yes. talk about kink and bdsm and you found a new toy basically, i did or an implement so i didn't okay so i didn't really find this toy it was something that brenna from the front porch swingers always talks about and it's the vampire gloves mm-hmm. and we don't own this one at all this was something where i literally for whatever reason in my mind i had the bear claws idea oh, okay. in my head and i was like i know that's not it so i'm like let me let me look let me see exactly what it is and there's a there's two that I've seen that kind of already have me interested in them. So they're basically a leather glove. They almost look like driving gloves is what mm-hmm. they look like. And they have metal prongs that are um, put through so that they point on the outside of the glove. Like fingernails. Like, well, the whole, the whole hand, the whole hand has it, not just like the fingernails. So the whole hand has these little metal prongs that are sticking out of it. And oh, that's a different type, yeah. Yeah, there's like I said, there's there's many different types, um, and they basically can create different sensations because you can drag them across the skin. Mm-hmm. You could even use them for spanking, which would bring out the blood draw. So, I mean, that kind of like, I mean, I'm sure I would only do it like once or twice because I'm not sure how I feel about the whole blood play. We've already discussed. I'm not into that. Um, but I'm not sure if I would say no to at least getting spanked with one, like one time, just to see what happens. And also I want to see what kind of market leaves because <laughs> I'm sure I would have a really cool print. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also have, do you remember back in the day, it was like in the, like, the early 2000s where we had like the Gothic belt that had the square rounded prong. Mm-hmm. They have gloves like that. So it would kind of give you more of like that thuddy, stingy, at the same time. So like that's probably where I would start with a vampire glove is getting one that was in that kind of style. I used to have a pair, but they were the fingernail style. Okay. I know which ones you're talking about now. So it was basically like a vampire's hands with yes. the super long nails, but they were metal. Okay. Um, so I guess similar to the bear claws, you know, mm-hmm. like the the salad tosser thing. Yes, the salad you know. tossers. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you wore them. Okay. And I enjoyed them because you could sharpen them. Oh. To be like knives, and I love knife play. So. Oh, so you could easily draw blood with that. Oh, yeah. Like, just. Just by grabbing a hold. Well, just by lightly running them across the skin. Like, you could break that very top layer of skin to where, you know, you get that thin line of blood. Okay. Okay. You know, like it heals quick and doesn't right, have a scar. Right. It but basically was like a scratch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a paper cut. Oh, all right. Definitely don't pour alcohol on that. Oh, yeah. Like I used to love using those because oh. um, if you have someone that really enjoys pain, mm-hmm. you know, you can do those on all the sensitive areas. 
Ooh, yeah. I can only imagine because I'm like, my hoo-ha and my nipples were like, oh boy. Oh, yeah. Like on the titties is amazing because you can like make all these designs and stuff with the the nails. Oh, okay. And then uh, on the outside of your vulva and stuff, Mm -hmm. like just scratch down. Ooh. So it like, it stings for days. Ooh, yeah. You know, because the sweat and everything. Yeah. So it reminds you. Oh, that would be like a torturous healing process because. Yeah, and I used to write my name on my old sub's ass. See, I think I would like that. But I've always also thought about having like some kind of an imprint that was from you that only like me and you knew and have it be like on my ass cheek. That's something that I was thinking about. But I do feel like these vampire gloves, depending on which version we would go with, I feel like they would be a very nice uh, added addition to our play scenes where like I know you're not into like the sensory play as far as it being, you know, really on the, let me elevate how you're feeling. Yeah, like the feel good stuff. Right. So, but that's why I'm thinking like if we had two different kinds, we could have that little bit because like I'm not really into the blood play. But like the kind with the tacks Mm -hmm. that basically stick out. Mm -hmm. I mean, Which was like the first kind that I was trying to describe. Those can be used for both. Okay. Because you can definitely make those sharp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be like where the one we could have that and then the other one could be like that studded square and we could use, you know, both of those. Right. Mainly the one studded square one for impact play. But the other one, if you, we could work me into, you know, getting used to some of that blood play that I'm not really into. But you don't know that because you've never actually done any blood play. (sighs) No, I haven't. Like, I'm kind of intrigued, but I, I feel like that would be, like, the baby step into it. Especially if it's only, like, a scratch kind of blood versus, oh, yeah. like, you know, a deeper type type of cut. I mean, that's actually why they call them vampire gloves. That makes sense because you're... blood. Right. That, that's, <laughs> that would make perfect sense. So, I mean, maybe one day when... Uh, the old kink kitchen coffers are filled back up and we can afford it. <laughs> you know, because like we haven't been recording the video Mm-mm. of the shows lately because we need a new damn ring light. We do. It it kind of, uh, I think it broke when we went to Naughty New Orleans. Yeah. So. It did not survive the travel down there so well. We need a new one of those before we can start making videos again. Well, it is it is about three years old, so. And you used it a lot. I did. I did use it a lot. I still, to this day, but I just have to balance it just right so it doesn't fall over. But you can't attach, like, your phone anymore because it will topple over. Yeah. So it makes it really hard to do any kind of videoing with it. So tripod it is with the light. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But that doesn't really work because the tripod's only, like, yay tall. <laughs> hopefully we can get a new one soon-ish. Hey, I Christmas mean, present. Yeah. You know, if anybody would like to donate a ring light, you can email us and let us know. Yes. Because. <laughs> Definitely uh, would appreciate that. It's kind of hard to do video without a ring light. Yeah, just a little bit. Because even with the lights on in here, it's not bright enough. Uh, it, it's the it's the wrong angle for that light. Yeah, because um, it like, shoots straight down. Yeah, right? and, it, and it doesn't go outward. Yeah. So it's just a dome cylinder right to the floor. So it does not actually really help you any. Yep. So uh, we need one of those so that we can start putting videos back up on the fansleys and stuff. Yes. Um, But yeah, so I think that was a good show. I think so. And I think we're going to be very close. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people, and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, 
And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and kink podcast.